Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. You know, it's funny. Uh, how you doing tonight, folks? Uh, Fantasy Gesture here. Obviously, Fantasy Gesture Show. I am he. Great to have everybody aboard tonight. 77 degrees. Right now here in D-Land, Florida, and, you know, it's funny. I, I can get these stars, and I can get a bunch of stars now, uh, it seems like, to go, I listen to the fantasy jester, you know. And, and it's nice, you know. I, I really, the very first time I had somebody say, uh, you know, of note, you know, uh, a big name, first time somebody said, I listen to the fantasy jester, or I read fantasy jester. You know, um, I, it really got me all excited. But then, you know, I walk around my house and I'm humbled because I can't get my dogs to listen to the Fantasy Jester. I mean, they will do anything but listen to the Fantasy Jester. So while I've got well-paid, high-paid athletes uh, telling me how they listen to me, I wish my dog would. And that's where my world is truly at. We have a great show tonight as we bring in JT in a little bit. And at uh, some point, we're expecting Bill Crude. We're going to talk about the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game that's coming up. We got, I've got a couple things I know I want to say about it in particular. I, I've got a little bone to pick uh, with some of the balloting right now that's going on. Uh, we're going to get Gary Ruat. Uh, his dad's going to call in. If you're a follower of the show, you know the story. Uh, for those of you that are new, Gary Ruat, 16-year-old boy, going blind. The FDA uh, has said that he can't get this uh, gene replacement therapy that would help him gain some of his sight back. Uh, because he's 16 and you have to be 18, we've been working on a petition, getting awareness uh, to his fight, and uh, we're going to get an update on that. Things are Things are progressing uh, well on that. We're happy to say. We won't tell you anymore. We'll wait for Gary's dad to talk. Uh, and uh, NBA free agency, who's helped their squad? Who's hurt their squad? You know, um, we'll touch on that briefly because there's still a lot to go on yet. And uh, that's why I've even started talking about the NHL free agency and all. But it, it's, it's telling you. Some teams are making moves. Uh, some teams that you don't expect to make moves are, are making some decent ones out there. Some underrated moves. NFL free agents still out there. There's a couple of guys out there that can still help a squad. You know, uh, it's what do you feel about a guy like Arian Foster? It's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Will he will he take the money the Jets are offering and uh, go back with the squad he knows? Uh, We'll talk with JT about that. We're going to bring in Bill Crude. We're going to talk WWE, NXT, MFW, the local wrestling scene, every little bit of wrestling. We're going to talk a little bit with Bill Crude. 
Tonight, we've got some really interesting facts or fantasy to talk about with our panel. It's uh, the Cleveland Indians. Will they win 100 games this season? You know, that's once upon a time, that might have been a, a funny statement for some people. But the Cleveland Indians uh, and Terry Francona are doing just an incredible job out there. They're currently 49 and 31, folks. So, um all they'd have to do is pretty much match what they're doing in there at 98. So we're going to talk with JT about that. Seattle Seahawks, will they make the playoffs? I have an interesting prediction regarding the Seattle Seahawks this coming year. The Edmonton Oilers, will they win 45 games next season? I have a definite interesting opinion about where the Oilers are headed. Don't want to miss that. The New York Knicks. They've been busy in free agency. Are they the Chicago East? They picked up two Chicago players. Will they finish as maybe the sixth seed next season? Bill Crude, will he beat his arch rival, Rico Moon? And the final factor fantasy this week, for those of you who are accustomed to this show, you know we have Kid Kelly on, on uh, the Gridiron Guys. JT, will JT agree with Kid Kelly's Now and Then article this week? Usually JT has something to say about it. And, uh, it would be absolutely amazing if he uh, were getting cutting in and out. That is the word from the sound people. Absolutely wonderful. I have no idea why. Well, we're going to go ahead, give it a check, and see what's up. And we will get a word. Let's bring in JT and see what he says. JT? Yes, sir. You, yeah. Yes, sir. You're sounding off, man. The gremlins are in the system again. Absolutely wonderful. That is so good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not happy to tell you. I promise. Let's see what Definitely we can do Definitely the worst I've heard it yet, though. Worst I've heard it yet. Okay, well, do me a favor until I can get in there clear. Go ahead and talk a little bit about the MLB ballot for the All-Star, and I will get this cleared up. Absolutely. So looking in the American League, um, you know, a couple players that aren't getting the votes that they should, in my opinion, um, Jose Altuve, who I think should be the actual MVP uh, of baseball at this point, you know, I know he's, at least last I checked, he was leading the uh, second base balloting, but I would assume it was going to be quite a bit more of a lead. You know, you're talking about a guy that's batting over 350, 13 home runs, 20 stolen bags, walked more than he struck out. Uh, excellent defensive player on top of that. So, you know, that's someone that I would expect uh, to see a little bigger uh, turnout. Houston fans, where are you at? Let's get this guy in here. But that goes with my next point. Never been a fan of the actual fans voting on an all-star game. To me, it just seems like it makes it a popularity contest. You know, if you got a larger market, you got a better chance of getting in. Smaller market, not so much. So I would like to see uh, the players. I don't know if there's a way of doing it, sort of like the NFL Network does with the top 100 NFL players as voted on by the players. Yeah, I'd like to see a system where you are a, you're allowed to vote as a player or you vote as a player. Maybe you're not allowed to vote for yourself or a teammate, uh, you know, something of that nature. 
get some guys that actually see these guys play and uh, have walked in their shoes to do some of this balloting. But, uh, you know, a couple guys you figure you'd see in there, you know, Jake Arrieta, Clayton Kershaw with the back injury. You know, I also wonder now if the Dodgers, if he'll even be able to play in the All-Star game. This is a guy that, if I'm not mistaken, has never started an All-Star game, Clayton Kershaw. So and think about year, that. I, this year I don't think he's going to. No, <laughs> and that's I know, another year. I know they did, How do I sound? They did sound better. Well, you know what I did? I, I did that old uh, call in, tried to see if it would work if I called into my own show. So I'm a guest on my own show tonight. So run into your own arms while you're there. But uh, speaking of Clayton Kershaw, I did hear the good news. So it's not going to require him to go under the knife. And, you know, at least that's some news for, you know, Dodger fans. It's got to be holding their breath with this guy having another historical season. Yeah, exactly. And, uh also, one of the things besides him, you know, I mean, they're just having a tough time with their pitching staff in general. And I, I for them, hold on, I'm getting feedback at my end now. Okay, all right. Now up. I can sound, I'm just making sure I sound all right. There we go. Um, one of the things that I'm noticing, though, uh, and it is upsetting me as with in the NL, right now, and talking about the All-Star game itself, I'm looking at the NL side and just, I don't, I mean, it really is. It's not a display of talent, of what is going on in the uh, National League right now, my opinion. Yeah, you're going to miss out on guys that are hurt. That happens. Kershaw hurt. Guys hurt. Okay, that I understand. But when guys are getting completely just not even close on the ballot, something's, something's got to change. When you've got a guy like uh, Addison Russell on the ballot right now, <laughs> how are you batting 233 in, in, in the All-Star game? I'm, no, I'm sorry. I just can't put somebody in an All-Star game batting 233. No, absolutely not. And, and I mean, let's go a little uh, west of there. Guy that plays this position, Corey Seager, who's batting in the 290s, 17 homers, 40 RBIs. right now. Up to 302. That's where I was so, going. And a, and a guy that plays stellar defense, uh, which Russell does have, uh, does have the glove. He flashes the leather. But like you said, an all-star game to me means an all-around talent. And uh, Russell's never shown the ability to hit the ball uh, since he's been up in the, in the bigs. Uh, eight home runs, Seager 17. I, uh, let's see, Seager 95 hits, Russell 59. <laughs> um, I could go on all day, but there's other guys and, and I'm going to take, I'm ready to take the beating. You shouldn't get there because of your name. Or, or the team Sorry. you play on. Or the team you play on. But here. I'm going to get people upset. First off, Dexter Fowler shouldn't be on, out on that. Nope. Bryce Harper, 258. 16 home runs, 46 RBIs. Now, who would you like me to give, like Will Myers or Ozuna, Marcel Ozuna, batting better, more home runs, more RBIs, more hits, I mean, and that's just now, to name you, a couple. That's just a couple with, guys. 
with Bryce Harper, though, do you think that's maybe a, a product of the of MLB basically trying to make this guy the face of baseball, or at least the face of the National League? Obviously, Mike Trout's the face of baseball, but it um, seems like you look at some of these Gatorade and Under Armour and a lot of these other commercials that are out there that all have Bryce Harper, and it's almost like the MLB is trying to force-create a star. Well, yeah, you have to pander to to the big advertisers. You can't leave certain guys out. And, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I agree with you. All right, you know when you people say that he's on, better. Go ahead. I'm well, sorry. people say he's better than Mike Trout. I laugh. It's it's not. You look at the numbers. Not to mention the 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 defensive play in the field and the overall just the way the guy approaches the game. Do you ever see him throwing bats at people? you know, causing fights, crying, pissing and moaning in the dugout. When's the last time you saw Mike Trout angry? The guy goes out, plays the game, dominates, and always has a good attitude. You know, Bryce Harper, to me, is just an entitled baby in a lot of ways. I, uh, again, uh, I, no, first of all, Trout is probably still the best player in the league. Uh, I haven't seen anybody better. Uh, Harper, He's there for that reason, for uh, advertisers, let's say. Okay, but you still get Fowler. How is yeah, I don't get that one. How is he there? I mean, Will well, Myers Chicago is putting Cubs on... fans turn out in droves. That's, that's how he's there. The, the fans, well, it's a popularity contest. Will Myers is putting on a show, and, and he plays in a stadium that people don't normally put a show on. Oh, it's mammoth. Yeah, yeah. Petco Park is enormous. So I don't, I don't understand. You know, I mean, there's just some guy. Because, like I said, I can live with Harper. Harper, all right. I understand why. Yeah, I can I see that. Why. Yeah. Okay, but what, what's the need to have Dexter? Fa- who, who's voting? Who, who are the <laughs> people that have? Yeah, I want to meet these people. I would like to sit and talk sports with these people. Well, that's what just you me. Need to do is. You go hang with the bleacher bums in Wrigley because those are the people that are voting for him. And they're, you know, I don't understand this vote early, vote often thing. Um, and and again, like I was saying, you know, when you were fixing the sound, personally, I'd like to see it go to where the players only. But I don't like fans voting any All Star game because to me, they always put some people in there that Dex or Fowler that have no business being in there because they turn out and vote fifty times each. I okay, but here, here's what I didn't realize. That there was a big call for Dexter Fowler. Like, really? There's that many Dexter Fowler fans? Are Dexter Fowler jerseys just flying off the shelves? I didn't well, yeah, realize I mean, this. You didn't hear the, the overall uh, exhale in the city of Chicago when he spurned the Orioles to sign on the last day with the Cubs? I mean, he's a fan favorite. Oh, you know, it, it, it exasperates me about as much as you know, it was going to be my rant, and I'm just going to touch on this briefly, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, it was going to be my rant. I'm going to touch on it briefly uh, because it, it really is bugging me. If you if you notice, I, I seem a little juiced tonight, uh, a little bit more than usual. And, and like I said, oh. this right here, I have no clue. Fowler, please, folks, please, 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 I'll tell you what. Dexter Fowler fans... And the people who voted are voting him in. And also, uh, the people for Addison Russell. Everybody who voted for Addison Russell, 
kindly get me a Twitter, fantasy underscore jester. Mm-hmm. Write me an email, fantasyjester at Yahoo. Fantasy Jester page on Facebook. Call us. Call it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, my God, talk to I me. I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear this as well. So, you know, says 437 on Twitter, please, uh, attach me to this. I'd love to hear the line of, uh, of thinking and the rationale for either one of these two guys being in there other than their are Cubby fans. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think you broke up there for a, seven, for a second. It's Fez437, folks. Yeah. Fez437 uh, at Twitter. He hit us up. I mean, we're curious. As to, please, why did you vote like that? Just tell me, please. Uh, and like I said, I'm just juiced. I started out this show ready to tear into life just because – I am tired of one thing. Yes, folks, I understand. The fantasy jester is new to all this, okay? And there's a recent article that's creating a little bit a buzz on fantasyjestersports.com right now. It's a it's a press conference, a little silly interview that I have on there. And, yes, I understand I'm new and that I don't, I don't have a lot backing me right yet. But you keep listening, and you'll understand why I have a big mouth. There's oh, a I, reason. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason why I'm going after somebody like Matthew Berry, folks. There, I have the trophy case. I have the undeniable stats. I can email you off of different websites to show you what my record is in not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six different fantasy sports where only one of them is in the money less than 70% of the time. I don't care that I'm new. This is This is what happening folks the world of fantasy is changing jt and i together are changing fantasy radio right now fantasy sports on the radio what you listen to what you're being fed it's all watered down crap they're giving you on espn and all these other shows jt and i are giving you hardcore research jt has a record a provable record that is up there with the best. We are the people that you need to consistently listen to as you get ready for this football season, the fantasy football season. We're going to be the people you're going to want to listen to because a bunch of people are going to give you the sleepers and who's coming, and they're already on most of the teams out there. We're going to give you the guys that are coming long before anybody else does. You save this audio because we're going to show you. We've been doing this a long time. We have a proven record of doing it a long time. Being new to radio, being new to the website, being new on Twitter has nothing to do with the credibility of what we do. We have the proven record. We will continue to show you. 
That's my rant. That was didn't that sound good? That was going to be good to me. That was JT, good. I'm that was good. You. I had it going. I was all excited for it. I had prepared it all day. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tear into the show. I'm ready to go. And there goes the sound problem again. And I'm and like, oh, you son of a gun. Yeah, well, it goes out the me, window. Let me let me throw my micro rant at you because I've got to ask you the amount of money that's being thrown down on the NBA on these contracts right now. I'm looking through some of these Mike Conley max contract, DeMar DeRozan max contract, uh, Andre Drummond, which I'm not so opposed to him getting a, a big money deal, but still a max contract. I mean, some of the money that's going out to mid-tier guys in the NBA right now, I feel like you and I are in the wrong line of work. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, first of all, we're definitely in the wrong line of work. Um, but – we're not in a bad line of work either, and that's what no, we're no, going to show people, actually, is um, we're going to show people how you can make money at fantasy sports, and we're going to start showing you how to do it with football, folks. Um, so you want to pay attention to that. As far as the guaranteed, quarter, uh, guaranteed contract that are going out there, we, had, we just recently had four NBA players, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Andre Drummond, and Mike Conley, they signed a total guaranteed contract of $547.4 million. Four guys, a half wow. a billion dollars. That's disgusting. And then you go and look at it against a sport like football, 11 starting quarterbacks equal that 547.4 million of guaranteed money. So you've got four basketball players, two of which, I'm sorry, uh, they're they're not stars. They're okay players. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at Bradley Beal half the time. He looks like Allie McBeal when he's on the floor. I mean, he'll drop 30 one night, and then he'll disappear in the next seven games and won't equal 30 points. I that was good, and that came without practice. That was that was that was a good one, Ali McBeal. I like that. But here, just, oh, you know. just for giggles, um, because uh, I want to definitely get to our next topic. I want to. I I've got Gary Ruat, uh Senior, on the line, oh, so yeah. I definitely uh, want to speak with him. Yeah, we want but, that. Yeah, just real quick to touch on that. The uh, eleven quarterbacks. You have. Somebody named Ben Roethlisberger. I've heard of him. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, Eli Manning, Andrew Luck, Tony Romo, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Sam Bradford, Kirk Cousins. Now, you actually have some good players there, don't you? There's some Super Bowl rings in there. Got a couple Super Bowl rings. Got a couple future Hall of Famers. Yeah, I'd say so. Wow. I mean, that's... Oof. Yeah, I I needed to just start... And I'm sorry. This is where I I've caught flack for saying this before, and I'll say it again. Of the major league sports, basketball is the one that requires the least amount of talent. 
Yes, it requires cardio. I understand that, folks, but you're throwing a ball into a circle. Nobody has to hit you. Nobody's going to hit you. Stop. Oh, my God. Four players, a half a billion dollars. That is disgusting. That is absolutely disgusting. Almost beyond disgusting. Almost, almost as disgusting as a world that we live in that will allow a 16-year-old child to go blind Yep. when there's a cure. When there's a way to help that 16-year-old and you have to go through what Mr. and Mrs. Ruat are going through, beautiful, beautiful people, what they're doing and what they have to go through to get their son some treatment so that he can get partial sight back because he's not 18, he's only 16. The FDA has pretty much said, no, go ahead, go blind. Well, a couple of, couple of months ago now, we're, we're almost at two months, started, there was a petition started on change.org. You can go on there. If you type in Gary, G-A-R-Y, R-U-O-T, there's a petition. It'll pop up. It's the third one down that pops up. And in that time, last week I was proud to tell everybody how uh, the petition, we were at 60,000 signatures. And I just uh, went on uh, before the show, and I am happy to announce for the Ruats that we are 93,636 wow. strong. How long so ago was the show like we do... brought him on? Pardon me? I'm sorry. How long ago was that show that we brought him on? A month? Uh, that was a little over a month ago. He was at 1,000. When, when yeah, we had him that. on the that's, show, he was at 1,000. Awesome. Yeah, that's hold on awesome. one second. Here's what we're going to do. I want to go ahead and uh, bring Gary Sr. in and uh, find out where we're at with this. I know the signatures are great, but, you know, what's going on? Find out how Junior's doing. Let's see. We should have him on the line. Gary, you there, sir? Yes, I'm there. You hear me? <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Loud and yeah. clear, too, sir. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, fantasy jester. Doing good. Good, good. Now, yeah. uh, and how's Gary Jr. doing? He's, do- he's, he's being very positive. He's being very strong with everything. Um, he's definitely still hoping to get this study through and the FDA approves it. Um, but he's been uh, he's been uh, being pretty positive. He actually went last weekend Sunday. He wanted to try hitting some baseballs, hitting some baseballs again with his uh, co- private coach he's done lessons with for years. And okay. uh, we went up to the field, and he was actually, you know, hitting some balls. He was uh, taking nice. some swings and using his peripheral vision to see a little bit. He's hitting some balls out into the field a little bit. He was <laughs> he was pretty happy about that. I mean, you know, he's, yeah, nothing's holding him back. I, I, I've been paying attention uh, to their videos, and oh, yeah. uh, you want to you want to tell everybody where uh, they can find them on YouTube. He's actually being uh, been doing a couple of videos, uh, trick shots, and he calls himself the tricks him, his cousin, and a couple of friends. They do some crazy shots and try some different things out. And he's on there trying doing different crazy things, and it's under YouTube, and it is called the Tricksters. T R I X T R S, the tricksters. 
And nice. you go over there, and there's a big says Trickster with a big red X in a black circle. That's him. And he's <laughs> been having fun doing that and sending it around and getting people following him now. Folks, uh, yeah, if you want to have fun, you want to see a young boy just having a ball, and you never have an idea what's going on in his world. I tell you, I, he's such an inspiration. Unbelievable, folks. Um, and, the, and then in the most recent, one of the more recent ones, I think it's the most recent one, uh, they have incorporated somebody in a bear suit, which is uh, – yeah. That that's just funny as hell. That's just funny as hell, uh, folks. You go go ahead and watch that. Now, uh, what is what's the latest though, uh, Gary, with the FDA? What have you heard from them? Uh, well, uh, the the we did very quickly. We did go to the eye doctor. Matter of fact, uh, yesterday, and okay. um, it, just a quick update, just so you're aware, his left eye, which is good eye, has gotten slightly worse. Um, okay. Not too much, but slightly worse. And his right eye um, is actually a slightly better. He's able to see fingers from three feet to about three and a half, four feet distance. He's able to see fingers now. So okay. he's ah. gotten a little bit better on that aspect slightly. So we're taking that as a positive. But the FDA, we talked to, uh, we got an email from uh, the gen sites that's doing the study, and uh, they're still waiting to hear from the FDA. They, Paperwork's been submitted, and they are on the list waiting to hear back from the FDA if they're going to approve this or not. So that's where we're at right now. Okay. And, and so the best thing is still for, to keep everybody signing that petition. Is there anybody that we should be contacting at the FDA or a local senator's office, anybody in particular besides the change.org? Well, uh, definitely uh, any your uh, local senators or congressmen, contacting them, letting them know. We've been working, I've been working with my senator and congressman. They're aware of it. They've been sending emails and contacting the FDA. So we've been definitely uh, keeping in contact with them and trying to get information. So they've also. Who's the um, senator by you? Who's the senator by you for everybody? I live down in Florida. It's Senator Bill Nelson in Florida and Congressman John Micah is my congressman for uh, U.S. Uh, representative. Hmm. Folks, there you go. I mean, we are close. We're, we have 93,000 signatures, yeah. and we need 93,000 more. We're still going. We need more. We need more. We need more. And we're going to yeah. keep this going until we get the final. I mean, I cannot wait because it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. I don't see I, I don't see you uh, having to wait more than a, a, another a, another month on this. I, I have a feeling something's going to break soon, and we're we're going to keep pushing. Okay, uh, I, I know Thank JT you. over on uh, JT over on the Twitter end is uh, doing all he can, right? JT, I mean yep. we are been all over this, and um, we will continue to be. I mean this is this is I mean, folks, uh, I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, you know, I, I'm a father. I mean, people out there listening, if you're a parent, you know, I mean, just try and imagine it's your child. There's, there's a cure. It's right there. It's going to help them. And I'm being kept from it. I have uh, had the opportunity to talk with Gary Senior on, on several occasions now, 
and uh, it has always been my pleasure. Gary, you are a gentleman. We will continue. Thank you so much for the update uh, on this. I appreciate everything um, you guys are doing. Thank you, JT, also. Absolutely. We, uh, good luck to you, and, and keep his spirits up, man. He was a good kid. I enjoyed talking to him on the show the one evening. Yeah, yeah, he is just he's, – he's, he's a great guy. Uh, Gary, I'll be talking to you over the uh, next couple of weeks uh, about the uh, wrestling match that we're setting up that we had talked about yep. and uh, and also for further updates. But uh, thanks so yep. much for calling, and I appreciate it. All right, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. You have a great night. You too. Folks, that was Gary Ruat Sr. And, again, uh, I'm going to give you a couple people. John Micah, Congressman. Bill Nelson, Senator. I'll give you, I'm going to go to this uh, at the end, just like I did last week at the end of the show. I'm going to go ahead and give you all this information again. So please, if you haven't gotten the name, you haven't gotten the uh, web address, you'll get it later on. Get yourself a pen, piece of paper. Really appreciate your help on this. Thank you so much, folks. Again, that'll be Bill Nelson, John Micah, change.org. Gary Ruat. We'll be talking more about that before the show ends. We're getting there, JT. Yeah, there, I mean that's a huge improvement over, you know, the amount of time since we've, you know, first brought him on the show. It's amazing. So, uh, we started at a thousand, and we are at ninety-three thousand and growing. Um, you know, Gary is uh, a proud man, and he, he's off the line right now. Folks, there's also one other place I'm asking you all to go. They have a GoFundMe page. They have a GoFundMe page for Gary Ruach, G-A-R-Y-R-U-O-T, to help with medical expenses. Now, you heard Gary Sr. talk that there's been a slight improvement. It's because they have him on medicine to try and hold it at bay while he can get this gene replacement therapy. The family is desperate. Imagine being how desperate you would be. Yeah. You're I mean, there's watching, nothing you wouldn't do for your son. Yeah. You're watching your child go blind. What won't you do to hold that off until they can reverse this? Well, they've given him some medicine. Just so happens, though, that the medicine costs over $500 a month. Whatever we got to do to help, GoFundMe, change.org, Gary Ruat. We won't stop until this happens, folks. Thanks for everybody's help. As we move on now from Gary, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL free agents still out there. Um, there's a couple guys out there that, JT, I want to talk to you about. I've got my own opinion about. Uh, and first and foremost is obviously the uh, only true quarterback out there worth anything out there. Uh, anything. Is Ryan right. Fitzpatrick. Absolutely. Uh what you, I mean, I, I know I feel he's going to end up signing with the Jets, but what's your opinion on this? Uh, I mean, where else really is there to go? And now what's going to happen to the Jets is one of these other NFL teams are going to – it happens every year. They're going to lose a quarterback to some either off-the-field injury or camp injury, and they're going to go take this guy, and they're going to be left 
holding Geno Smith is what it looks like because neither neither side wants to budge, and I just don't get it. I mean, the guy makes Decker better. The guy makes Marshall better. He makes Forte better. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's getting getting to be crunch time. Camps aren't that far away. Okay, yeah, that's my point. Camp starts, okay? Some freak accident happens. Somebody gets hurt. All of a sudden, there goes your quarterback, guys. And you're going into the season with Geno Smith as your quarterback. But, all right, hey, listen, that's why the Jets are the Jets. There are some teams that are just the way they, they are. That's what you call playing for the first pick. Maybe they saw one of those 2017 mock drafts from Todd McShay, and, you know, they saw somebody they <laughs> liked. So, you know, I mean, it's possible. Now, you talk about Fitzpatrick. The, the two guys that I, I'd like to point out, one on offense, one on defense, first one being a cornerback from uh, Cincinnati, Leon Hall, who's okay. better than probably half the starting corners that are still, you know, that are on teams right now. Guy that's got right. some experience. He's Good press coverage, good uh, off coverage. So that's somebody that uh, I'd look at. I know he had back surgery in the off season, but apparently everything's fine there. And then the other guy that I'd have, regardless, is the current NFL Man of the Year, Anquan Bolden. You can't tell me that that there's not a young receiving core out there that could benefit from having this guy on the team, let alone the team benefit from having a guy like that on the team. So those are the two that surprised me the most. Uh, Hall all the way. That's who I, I've got. And, and you know what, though, to some degree, I am kind of surprised. And I know he didn't have that great a year, but I kind of really thought somebody would be dumb and go for Hardy. <laughs> no, we talked about that last time. NFL, yeah, that's the NFL owners do not want any more black eyes on their uh, on their their current on their franchises. The, the NFL can't handle it. Maybe the good old boys network got together and they blackballed this guy. Who knows? I mean, that, yeah. I guess they wouldn't blackball anybody. That'd be like a radio host putting a bounty on a quarterback or something. I mean, who would do that? I know somebody who would. I'll do you. Yeah, it's coming out. It'll be announced this, uh, this uh, Independence Day. Oh, this Independence Day. Okay, we've got to hear this. This should be good. It will be uh, hey. Bounty Day. It will be the Freedom but, again, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm really starting to wonder if I have to. Do I really have to put a bounty on Romo? I mean, isn't he fragile enough? I can't. I mean, maybe we could just set up a good gust of wind. Well, you know, yeah, knock him over or something, you know, land on his shoulder and be over with. <laughs> um, you, you know they don't play on turf anymore in, uh, you know, in, 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 in Ir- they're not in Irving now. They're, they're in Arlington. They play actually on a grass surface. So, you know, that's. Probably a good you know, thing. They, maybe better, field turf, they, better be, they better be playing in a, a little uh, bounce house that you see oh. uh, at the fair. <laughs> Take off your well, shoes. You go know, ahead and go in there and play, Tony. Don't 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 run well, into the other I, kids. I hate to disappoint you know you and Kid Kelly and and uh, you know Joey Cage from you know our discussion the other night. But it's like I said. It's going to be the Ezekiel Elliott-Alfred Morris running game show anyway. Tony's not going to get that. I think you watch 20 passes, 20 to 24 passes a game is all you're really looking at from this guy. I'm only looking for one good hit. 
No, no, well, you're talking about that 20 to 25 passes. And, you know, maybe you can in just hit him after world, he hands off. In a perfect world, he doesn't get 20 to 25 passes all season. <laughs> Giant fans. i got to love you guys. And, I have uh, no problem. I gets, have no problem with it, too. Well, before it gets too bad, no thought in, uh, in, in your feelings on Anquan Bolden? No, Anquan Bolden, you know, from both the – it's like it would be like from a worker's standpoint, from a, not from a complete talent. So don't jump on me when I say Jerry Rice, okay? I'm talking about from a professional standpoint, guy that goes in, he does his practices, good man to the community, this, that, the other. You bring an Anquan Bolden in just to show these guys how it's done and how it's done right, you know. Um, man of the year. I mean, that is, uh, you can't argue with Anquan Bolden. I mean, I know, me personally, uh, the Giants receiving core isn't that bad. I wouldn't mind having him so he could get in Odell's ear. Right. Yeah, Odell could definitely learn from this guy. Imagine, uh, that would not have happened last year if Bolden was on the team because his fellow receiver would have pulled him to the side. Right. Right. Well, and think At about that. The people out there that want to say he's over the hill with no quarterback whatsoever last year in Frisco, still 69 catches, 789 yards, four scores, over 11 yards per catch. Uh, oh, crappy team. Right at, you know, yeah, and, and half his catches resulted in first downs. So, you know, it's a guy that still moves the chains, knows how to get open, still a physical presence in the running game. And like you said, you get somebody like him in, in – Odell, he would have pulled Odell right off the field and probably told him, look, you stay on the sideline for a few plays. And honestly, even the coaching staff that was in New York last year, as long as they – I mean, they've been around since the wheel was invented. They wouldn't have had a problem with Bolden doing that because that's what leaders do. Well, and that's when – and I've done the article. uh, We had really lost Coughlin the year before then because that wasn't Coughlin uh, coaching last year. That wasn't Tom Coughlin. There's no way Tom Coughlin lets that young man go off the way he did and not bench him for a couple of plays here or there, whatever he had to do, a quarter, anything. When you see right. Tom Coughlin not having control, you're talking about the ultimate disciplinarian having none. You knew he already had checked out as a coach. Right. Well, and he didn't have to. And if he hadn't checked out, here's the thing. If he hadn't checked out as a coach, let's say he felt he still had the fire for being a coach, okay, I could still do this. Yeah, maybe you think you can, but apparently you couldn't do what made you a good coach. Be that disciplinarian when you needed to be. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I don't see it any different than that either. So, uh, you know, and and, and like you said, if if you can ever – Yet that last part of Odell's game where he just basically ignores the the BS from some of these corners, the trash talk, and just goes out there and lets physical talent take over, and this guy's going to break some records. Now, getting back to, because we've gone off the beaten path a little bit here, I want to I throw, there's some running backs out there. Your team has a pretty talented running back, but he's got 
a questionable knee. Nobody knows how that'll hold up all year to a full season in the NFL. Got mm-hmm. a uh, got a rookie running back there. Would mm-hmm. you take any of these next gentlemen? I have a uh, total of eight running backs that are out there right now. Arian Forster. No, thank you. Ronnie Hillman. The bag. Hillman. We'll go over it. No. We'll go over it. I'm going to go down the rundown yeah, first, and I'm going to go over I'm the ones that surprised me. Hillman, I won't touch either. Okay. See, because Forster, I understand the injury problem, okay, with him. Hillman, right. why not Hillman? We basically have a faster, younger version of him in Drake, which we just took out of Alabama. So, um, okay. you know, and Damian Williams is another one we have that's basically the same type of back. So I think we've already, I mean, we've already got that kind of player. Chris Polk, Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas, to me, is somebody who moves the chains on third down, very underrated with his time in New Orleans. He and you could get him cheap. He'd be somebody that would interest me uh, at least to kick the tires in camp. Do you like Booby? No. I mean Booby Dixon. Uh, I knew which Booby you meant. If you'd have made it plural, that would have been a different answer. But uh, okay. Dixon, uh, honestly, I'd like to see him kick over to fullback where he belongs, and uh, and, and see if you could use him in, in some different sets. But at this point, no, we don't need him. Bryce Brown. Yes, Bryce Brown to me is immensely talented if he's in the right system. He His agent needs to sit down, figure out the team that runs the system closest to what he ran several years ago, and I believe that was Andy Reid, um, mm-hmm. you know, yep. who runs that West Coast system, and uh, go knocking on their door. Because that guy still, in my opinion, could be a thousand yard rusher if he can secure the ball and get in the right system. Kendall Hunter. Oh, no, way too injury-prone. Monte Ball. He's in jail, so no. He's in jail? Yeah, he, he's in prison right now. So, yeah, that, I, I imagine there might be a scheduling conflict oh, for camp on that might be. Well, it depends. We might be playing the uh, Texas State Penitentiary League. Um, well, right, right. If we can get the D, the right Dean Elias to, you know, help us out with that, but, you know. Um, okay, let's move to wide receiver. You talked about Anquan Bolden. Still Big kicking fans. the tires on Roddy White? No, Roddy White's tailed off drastically uh, over the last few years. I think his best, best years are gone. Marcus Colston. Great red zone threat. So for a situational guy, I think there's still youth for him out there. Riley Cooper. No, I don't want no one. No one wants that kind of baggage on on their team. <laughs> All righty. Well, I would take Bolden. I take Roddy White. I take Roddy White. Sure, but I take Marcus Colston. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't take Cooper. I wouldn't take Cooper just, but not because of anything he had said or done. Uh, just because he drops like too many passes. Well, you know, you left one receiver out there, in my opinion, that I would take, but maybe not necessarily for the receiving side of it, but because he's one of the best special teams gunners in the league. Uh, yeah. Say Azera Tutu, the free agent yeah. from Philadelphia. 
You know, you're looking at a guy that's uh, been one of the top special teams gunners several years in a row, and to me, you can't have enough of those kind of guys on your team. He still has the ability and emergency to get out there and make a few plays in the offense, but that would be somebody I'd love to bring in for our special teams. Um, and you know who else is a free agent now? Would you take him? You might have to wait a little bit for him. Um, would you take Aaron Hernandez? No. No, I, I think I'll pass on him. So you can I, you play know, with Monte I mean, Ball. <laughs> well, him and Monte Ball, I mean, like I said, they're them, you know, Johnny Manziel at this point, I have a feeling might be joining them here shortly. So, you know, they've got the tight end, the quarterback, and the running back. Oh, you see? You know. oh, I was thinking Michael Vick is a free agent. Oh. <laughs> oh, no comment on Vick. I still don't like the bastard, but that's besides the point. No, I have no no use for him in any way, shape, or form. Didn't think you did. All right. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. One last running back. Legarrette Blunt's out there. Uh, you sure? Huh? It lists him as an unrestricted free agent. Has yet to be signed. Yeah. No. See, I'm. 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 I'm I'm all right. I'm good at running back myself. I'm happy. Kinda. (laughs) I just wish they would start Orleans Darkwood instead. That's me personally. Me yeah, personally, like if, uh, as a Giants fan, no, I don't want Garrett Blunt. Um, and I don't want, let's see, I would go ahead and start Darkwa and have Vereen as my third down back. That's me. Wow, that high on Rashard Jennings, huh? <laughs> um, just, uh, no, and you know, that's what's crazy is towards the end of the year last year, he actually did well. Um, it's he can't put together a whole season. Whether it's uh, okay, uh, I'm injured for part of the season and then play well, or I just am non-existent and then all of a sudden turn it on. Last year he stayed we, healthy, but he was non-existent, and then wow, all of a sudden, as you know, we're pretty much out of it. Hey, yeah, let me turn it on now, you son of a bitch. Well, you know, when the guy played at Liberty University, I mean, he p- did play against some of the top competition in the country. I mean. His game against the uh, Stevie Wonder School for the Deaf, Dumb, and Blind was particularly impressive. All right. There's a point where I got to go from one hater to another. Great. Uh, Folks, (laughs) as we get ready, as we get ready to move on from football and start talking WWE, NXT, MFW, that means. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I I don't even want to bring him in. No, actually, you know, I don't mind lately because we're into that truce. That's right. Never mind. I can bring him in. Oh, yeah, that lasted long. Oh, no, we're under a truce. As long as you don't try and start stuff, we're fine. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Yeah, and we could only be talking about the one, the only, Bill Crude. What's up, Bill? How are you tonight, sir? Good evening, Jester, my friend. How are you tonight, buddy? I am wonderful. It's so good to hear from you. How's it going, Bill? Hey, JT, my buddy. How are you, man? I'm enjoying this truth. I'm doing good. 
Hey, yeah, this true stuff. I'll tell you what, Jester almost got me there. Usually he plays your intro song a few more bars. He almost caught me singing on that one. So uh, you know, i got to be careful here on, on the radio. <laughs> He's got me Hey, long, man, waiting on this show to come on. Oh, you know him. Yeah. You know Jester. You know, it's just how he is. It's all about him. Oh, come on now. That's not nothing, JT. That's not starting nothing. We're having a truce here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was starting something there. I'll I'll try to keep my opinions. No. Oh, you got to understand, Bill, there's no truce for JT. He doesn't know what truce means. I mean, he will be all over me at any given time, so don't even try and explain it to him. Well, you know, I'm going to keep my part of the truce that I promised you I would keep, Jester. I'm I'm happy. Um, you know, I'm alive and well. I'm kicking. I'm excited. You know, things are good, baby. Can you just kick a little closer to Jester for me a couple times? That's all I'm asking. There he See? goes again. See, I'm telling you. See, Phil, we'd probably be good if it wasn't for him. We're going to have to see. <laughs> Folks, you know, here's the thing. Uh, for those of you who don't know yet, uh, Bill, myself, JT, and Joey Cage, every Wednesday night will be bringing you FXE Live, your everything wrestling show. I mean, you co- we're going to cover every bit of wrestling. We're going to give you the WWE, NXT, the local Florida scene, and it is really just crazy uh, down here, the local Florida scene. Um and that's going to be every Wednesday night. You're not going to want to miss it. And, and what I'm trying to find out here is, I, I, or actually what I have found out, is that uh, Bill Cruz probably isn't really that bad a guy if it wasn't for JT. You know, I'm going to have to start thinking this over. No, really? it's, okay. it's okay. It's all right. I, I, look, it, I love JT. He's an awesome guy. He's okay, Jeff. It's okay. It's going to work out. It's going to work out, Jester. Don't try to blame everyone else. Just just be nice. Uh, you? Listen, I'm now, playing now nice. Listen, be, I'm playing nice about as nice. nice. I'm yeah, playing about as nice as nice Brock Lesnar did with, about uh, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, uh, yeah, he doesn't give a bleep what she thinks about him uh, fighting in UFC, whether he wins or loses. Exactly. Not too many Bill, you think about that. that. Now, Bill, let me ask you something, though. Do you feel that that changes anything? If he goes to the uh, – he goes and fights now and he loses, does that really change anything for his wrestling uh, persona? It just shows a sign of weakness that he's not the monster they make him out to be. Now, let's so be you, honest. So you the feel it does. Three and two. The guy's 3-2 and two in the UFC. I mean, is he really a – that much of a monster to begin with, and I'll deny it if anyone ever repeats these words to him. But I mean, come on, the guy's three and two. So how much of a monster is he? Well, he's not. So now that I was just trying to be nice, I'm having a good night here. Don't don't start. I'm, and I don't. Next up any, on the yeah. line. Next up on the line, I'd like to welcome in Brock Lesnar. Brock, how are you? Yeah, no, <laughs> no entiendo. No entiendo. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Like let me, I would you. Let me ask you this. So, so how about how about Dana White saying if Brock Lesnar loses to Mark Hunt at UFC, he's going to be having an awful bad day to begin with for that to happen. So, what does that really say about Brock's opponent? I mean, is this another Iron Mike Sharp? 
you know, a squash. Yeah. I don't see Brock doing anything anymore. I think he's just losing all his credibility, period, you know, but who knows? You know, WWE is a funny circle to be in. Let me ask you something, Bill. You know, we're, JT and I had an interesting conversation earlier today about the future of Roman Reigns now that he's been suspended. We're going in completely different directions here, and maybe uh, you can shed some light, maybe your opinion uh, on the idea of uh, which way does he go. When he comes out of this, uh, JT was talking about how he's going to be wrestling Cena coming out of it. And uh, JT's belief is that, you know, he's going to, uh, they, they're going to have him eventually that the crowd's going to be cheering for him. Now, I'm complete opposite saying that he's going to turn complete bad guy and just go apeshit. Now, what's your feeling on the whole Roman Reigns deal and where that's headed? Uh, I, I'm going to agree with, well, I'm not ever going to say this out loud in front of public. I'm going to agree with Jester. The guy's going to 100% heal. Uh, they, they have to turn him, um, but I think you gesture. You're right on the money. The, the guy, the, he, the fans don't cheer for him now. They don't like him. They, he, they, they say you can't wrestle. He's another Hogan with a couple of moves. You know, um, he's going to have to go heel to get over. Well, in, in all yeah. fairness, they say the same thing to Cena, and he's not a heel, and he's over. Cena's been a heel many times. Roman has not been a heel yet. The Shield was kind of in between. They weren't really heels and weren't really babies. Cena's been well, a heel in the past. Well, basically what I'm reading is the, the WWE basically feels, Vince McMahon feels that Dean Ambrose will never reach his full potential unless he's turned heel uh, and that they have some, he has some plan or storyline in mind, which apparently has already been started by Stephanie McMahon calling him an embarrassment on Raw last week in Roman Reigns, that right. they want to have him wrestle a series of matches um, where it's basically him against the world again, those type of things. Um, and Vince feels that he can, by the end of this, by the way he books it, have him actually cheered by the crowd. Um, you know, and how about it. Cena? Then you've got Cena tossing out the comment the other day about Ro- a feud with Roman Reigns saying, I'd like to find out how good he is. So, yeah. I don't know. It just, to me, there's going to be some fun stuff coming either way. I just I have a feeling Vince has Vince is up to something. Otherwise, why not kick him out of the match, period, and teach everyone a lesson? But you could take him out of the match, but then, you, you know, you're kind of losing the flavor with the crowd. Um Personally, I like Cena's idea of a five-way. I thought that would have been best for business. Um, but I like the idea of the Shield fighting each other because they're going to reunite. There's, there's no doubt about it. They're going to reunite. Um, and, then, and then I think they're all going to turn on Vince. What do you think is going to make them reunite? I'm not what, quite feud, sure. with, what feud with who? Uh, I think when Triple H comes back, that's what's going to make him turn. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Let me ask you something, Bill. You know, I I recently uh, just saw a a WWE show live uh, here in Orlando, the Heat Wave uh, tour, and they had a couple of guys from NXT there that night. Uh, They had Nakamura there, and uh, they had Finn Balor. 
two they were playing on they were on the same team as tag team against Samoa Joe and the other guy. But my question more is for Finn Bauer and Nakamura. I, I watched the two of them, and I understand that Samoa Joe, for a guy his size, uh, you know, that's one of the things. He's a pretty big dude, and he's pretty damn agile. And, and you know what? I'm going to throw him into that mix. Samoa Joe, Nakamura, and Finn Bauer. Who's next? Who comes up next? Who do we see uh, in WWE? I'm pushing towards Finn Balor because he's part of the Bullet Club, and I'm looking for him to come up real quick. You you really feeling that whole Bullet Club uh, reforming, huh? I've been watching the New Japan wrestling a lot. You know that Jim Ross is doing over there, and watching some of the old Bullet Club stuff. And uh, he's not far from coming up and putting the Bullet Club back in full strength. I noticed that the I don't know if it's an NXT thing, or it just happened to be the uh, wrestlers I saw that night, uh, in particular Nakamura and Finn Bauer. Their entrances are extremely dramatic. The music, uh, the theatrics that they put into it. It's not that you know just raising their arms or you know shaking a fist or anything. The, it's a pretty dramatic production. I, I'm noticing that they're really doing a great job. Uh, WWE and NXT doing a fantastic job of showing these guys not just the wrestling moves at NXT, but the showmanship too. But what, and, what gets me all of that, Jester, is they're ripping off New Japan with that. If you, I don't know what you have, but on DirecTV you can watch New Japan Wrestling and those entrances are exactly the same way. So basically, Vince is ripping all this off from New Japan. Is that where it's coming from? All right, all right, I got you. Because, I mean, they're very interesting. It was, you know, some of those in- intros uh, were really good. I mean, Nakamura, that's a great intro he's got. And uh, same with Bauer. Uh, and uh, I, I, just, I was like, wow, all right, this is what's coming up. I mean, they're doing... And they're great wrestlers. I mean, these guys here, both of those guys, and Samoa Joe's, there's there's some good talent coming down the pipe. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm thinking NXT has better talent than WWE right now. Wow. Wow. Uh, Listen, like I said, as far as the talent that I saw that night, okay, um, they were up there. They they were right there. They looked like they belonged. I wouldn't have, had somebody not told me that there was any. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known any difference. And I gotta say one thing uh, about these guys here, the pros in particular. When you're talking, and uh, I'm gonna get to the fact of fantasy that's coming, but I have to say this about them. I learned this. The show that I saw was here in Orlando, and. It started at 7 o'clock at night. Earlier in the day, three hours away, three hour, a uh, little over three-hour ride away, they had an, a match earlier in the day, early in the afternoon, about 1 o'clock. These guys are over there. They're wrestling. They're a main event. This is Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. And they had a match that day in Jacksonville, Florida, for those of you who know your geography, know that it is a good distance away from Orlando. So they had a match, drove three hours, and then did another long match that same night 
on a uh, that's on a Sunday, and then Monday night they're at Raw. So three shows in a matter of thirty six hours. Uh, that's the way Vince runs his business, baby. Usually there's mm-hmm. double yep. shows on day. Now, I'll tell you. Now three shows, thirty six hours. I was just, you know, I see that. I see what Jericho. I mean. Jericho lands, they, they get slammed onto tax, okay? And I was convinced. I, I remember going on air going, there's no way he's on the next day. There's no way. And he's, there he is wrestling the very next day. I'm like, oh, my Lord, there's no break for these guys. Yeah, so, yeah, so let, me, let me ask you and Bill something real quick before we get away from wrestling. So the show sure. here is in Columbus on, on Monday on Raw here in Columbus, and the two um, main event are highly being you know matches being advertised is Team USA versus Team International in a 16 man elimination match, and WWE Champion Dean Ambrose versus Intercontinental Champion The Miz. Now the the, the latter of that being the elimination match, that's going to be something that I'm going to be curious to see. But that 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 Dean Ambrose versus The Miz, how does that Bill, you're in this too. How does that further any storylines going into Battleground? It doesn't. It's just champion versus champion. You just had that match on SmackDown. You know, Ambrose goes over, of course. Um, but it, it's just trying to give the men something to do. There's nobody out there right now, which is stupid, that they can put the strap on other than the men's. You would think well, that. You see, this is, this is what happens when you miss Reigns. Because right yeah. now that's what that's what should have been going on is he it, Ambrose just got done wrestling uh, Seth Rollins and I don't know how many days in a row they did that dance, but they, he just got done wrestling Seth Rollins a bunch. So you know they could have alternated and now okay now he's got to go against Reigns and then you're setting up for that whole triple threat match again and all that stuff and you couldn't. So right. this was the the best attempt at a fill in if you ask me. Yeah, well, it just seems like with it, a July 4th show, you know, as much as WWE supports military and, and, and sort of thing, you know, you know, July 4th, fight for our independence, you would think they would come with a little stronger show than that. I mean, Rusev versus Titus O'Neil, it's a good thing we haven't seen that 15 times already. And then well, well, right. SmackDown, but what did you just say? Here. Vicky Guerrero, anyone? Uh-huh. You might. There might be a few more surprises you don't expect to see Monday night, though. I don't know. That's no, the only thing I don't that think so, and I'll tell you new. why. No. The WWE also knows that they don't have to put on a major production tomorrow. You know why? Because most of America is out watching fireworks tomorrow, folks. No, absolutely. And absolutely. Especially the age, especially the target age group of what you're talking about, of who watches WWE. They're going to be no, watching fireworks. If not... If they're not blowing off their own hand themselves, okay, they'll be watching somebody blow off their hands. Well, and that goes to show what, what DVR <laughs> is. People are going to record it anyway and watch it later, you know. That's what I'm going to do. You well, see? Any, I any mean, interest in that Team USA versus Team International 16-man elimination match? Well, that, that, what do you got? You got Rusev, you got some Mexicans that are still there. You know, you're going to get... You, you might get a few people Cesaro. you've never seen, but you know you got Cesaro. You've got different people from you. You got people from NXT from all over the different places. 
probably against the regular WWE superstars, you know. That's probably Joe. I mean, that that could be good. You know, John Cena probably head up the American superstars. You know, wow, right. big deal. Right. Jack Swagger, maybe you know something like that. Yeah, that's another not to be wasted. Oh, big time! <laughs> that guy's immensely that guy's immensely talented. If they book him right, in my opinion, but. Oh yeah, uh, I just saw him, and he was actually pretty good in person. So uh, I have no idea what they're doing with him. He wasn't too bad. Need to do that. Pretty big, pretty big guy too. I stood next to him. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. Hey man, Titus, you know who who was just huge in person is Titus. And O'Neil. and hey Bill, Bill, so you can see that I play nice. You're not the only one that's really good at, at uh, apparently, at predictions because when we started our show last week, my partner here, Jester, at the beginning of the show said that, uh, you know, a certain closer for the St. Louis Cardinals named Trevor Rosenthal would be out shortly and a certain Korean uh, descent pitcher would be moved into that rotation. And before the end of the show, it actually happened. So I got to give him oh, credit for that. That was a hell of a call. Oh, you're going to give him a big Broke clock is right twice a day. <laughs> um, okay, well, we're, we're all going to go with predictions here for the World Series. And, and you know, Jester, that, uh, you know, your Yankees are done. They're over, you know. <laughs> you got to get on the bandwagon with somebody else. Maybe Tampa Bay, like you like the Lightning. Who, though? They suck, too. But anyway, you know, what you got to do? Your, your, your Yankees suck the bottom. I mean, you get to, hey, listen, I have no problem. You know what? You go ahead, whatever team, I have no clue what team you root for in baseball, and it doesn't matter. Get all the teams together, okay, and you all have fun while we go back. I can sit there and watch World Series Championship after World Series Championship. We have the most in Major League Baseball by far. So it's only fair that other people get a shot. I have no problem now, with that. Now, I Bill, like Bill, for the spirit of competition. For the spirit of competition, I believe we should allow others every so often to win. I mean, don't you think that's fair? I got now, two Bill, for- Bill, that's horrible. Yes, Just let me say one thing to that. What we should do is have Jester park the keys to the DeLorean, okay? Give the keys up. Stop traveling back in time, living in the past, and let's exactly. live in the now. Exactly. You know, he doesn't say how many championships were bought by Steinbrenner's money. He said, that doesn't matter, right? He don't care about all the money that bought the championships. Well, it's not his money. No, exactly. Well, it's not my money, but you know what? See, that's the thing is people think that, and that would be people who really aren't educated on the Yankee history. See, Steinbrenner was nowhere near the team in the 1950s, the decade of the 1950s, where we owned that decade. I mean, literally owned it. Nine out of ten years, a championship. That was before anybody was spending big money. You know what that was called? Being Yankees, the greatest team ever. It was called living in the past. Hey, listen, that's all all I've got right now. (laughs) That's all you want now. That's all i got right now. 2016, man. This ain't the 50s anymore, brother. Right now? No, no, but you're talking about we buy the team. No, they were winning before you could buy the team. And buying the team does does not mean a thing. Listen, the buying the team has that has that 
just been proven that it doesn't work, and the Yankees are the one that prove it. Okay, the Yankees are proving what he's saying. What he's saying is the last time that the Yankees were relevant, Billy Holiday sang the national anthem. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, heavens to Betsy. Listen to these guys. Just Just haters. Haters. You want to go I see a couple of haters here? I see a couple of haters. Oh. <laughs> the Yankees are to blame for the prices of Major League Baseball players today. I blame the Yankees for that. If you and I see your here. Schwartz is as big as mine. Oh, boy. Now let's... <laughs> The Yankees played the Yankees player in baseball many moons ago. Remember, Jester, is your boy. Who was it? Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking for another crazy drop to put on you. What? <laughs> the Yankees started this financial boom years ago. The Yankees did this before Steinbrenner. Yes. Who, who, who was it? Jester, come on. You're a Yankee. Who was it? Uh, it was with Goose Gossage. And it was no, you for the first Keep going back more. Who was the first player to make the most money in Major League Baseball? Uh, Bruce Gossage. Bruce Gossage was the first million-dollar player. Well, let's go go further back than that. Let's go back all the way back to the Yankees. Back back when they paid Babe Ruth, which was equivalent to a million dollars, a hundred grand to play baseball. That's what ruined baseball, the Yankees, overpriced players. No, that's a Boston fan crying because they lost Babe Ruth for next to nothing. <laughs> it's just deteriorating so fast. It is. I am a diehard Red Sox fan, and we're going to win the World Series. Now back it's to the okay. You don't have to apologize. Yankees. But listen, WWE is a gunshot in the future. What? I was waiting for the gunshot to come or something. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll let him go. I'm going to let him hang himself. He. He's a Boston Red Sox fan. I can let him hang himself. You know how many world championships they have? They don't even have a full handful. In their, in their 100 and whatever year history, they have three. That's an embarrassment. Yeah, well, but, where else, can you get, but where else can you get a cold dog and a warm beer on a Sunday afternoon? We get the yeah, best at, the, at the baseball park, okay, that is literally, okay, I mean, I see stuff in museums that are newer than that park. We got the best park in baseball, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You know what? We should go have a team go play in a pyramid because it's about from the same era. <clears throat> I thought we had a truce here, Jesse. <laughs> Listen, man, you're the one who started in on my Yankees now, all right? I'm just defending myself, my territory, and I sure will defend my team. Now, listen, yeah. I'll tell you what. Here's where we'll go. Let me ask you something. Fact, JT, JT, here's your chance. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead here. I'm going to give you a chance to suck up. Ready? Fact or fantasy, Bill Crude beats his arch rival, Rico Moon, in in a couple well, weeks, July 23rd at the uh, – at the wrestling that's, match that's there no, in Stanford. That's no suck-up. That's no suck-up. That's factual. Wow. Bill Crude will beat his arch-rival, Rigo Moon. You're calling it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I am, uh, I, I'm sure Mr. Crude's going to go ahead and uh, say that. Now, wait that a minute. A I've, seen, I've seen video. I've watched some video of Rico Moon wrestle. It really shouldn't take Bill that long either. He probably won't even have to break a sweat. Yes, it's true. Ooh, an early, an early win, too. Yes. 
Okay. All right. Well, we'll find out if that's fact or fantasy, folks. July 23rd, Sanford, Florida. Bill Crude will be in the room, uh, in the uh, ring. His little crudettes won't be there. The little, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they won't be there. The uh, be nice. Green World Order uh, people, they're not going to be there. It's just going to be one-on-one. The leader of the Crude Alliance, Bill Crude, versus the leader of the Moon World Order, Rico Moon. You're not going to want to miss that. That is going to be one hell of a match. Folks, Sanford, Florida, July 23rd. Be there. There's some... (laughs) There might be some interesting things going on there, folks. Some unplanned things. You're not going to want to miss that. So are you opening your playbook? Oh, no. No, here. Here's the thing. There is no playbook anymore. I believe in no rules, no holes barred, no playbook. I believe in an anything goes kind of world where anything can happen. Kind of like Willy Wonka. Sounded more like a bull dorm speed. No, no. Anything can happen. Your wildest dreams. And you're going to be surprised at what happens July 23rd in Sanford. Could the jester show up there? We don't know. We're going to find out. We will find I out. Hope. I hope. I hope that there. match. I hope your match goes well, Bill. I wish you well. I really do. I appreciate that. You know, I have no problem whooping Rico Moon's ass. It's the same way I whipped yours. You know. No. Oh, so you're not going to wait for the bell with him either, huh? I don't need a bell. You yeah, step in the inside that squared circle. I don't need a bell. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I found that one out the hard way. I, I I went in there thinking I was going to the wrestling match, thinking there's a bell, a little ring. No, 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 and that's good. No, that's at least why, I know. That's why no one pays you to think. Yeah, I that's won't. true. I mean, let's be honest about it. You know. uh, here's what people do pay me to think about, though, getting back to fact or fantasy, and that is there this, we go. okay? No, no, I'm very serious about this. There are, there are two in particular predictions that I want to talk to you guys about. One, it's football. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks, fact or fiction, will they make the playoffs this year? JT. Oh, that's, that's fact. You, you, you believe that they're a playoff card. team? Wild I have card them as the, as the five seed, five seed. Number five seed. Uh, Bill? No, I do not think they'll make the playoffs. They'll miss by a game. All right. I have them, I currently have them out of the playoffs at 8 and 8. I don't think the defense is the defense from before. That isn't Marshawn Lynch behind that line anymore. I really, I really, yeah. They make the, did they make the playoffs last year? What does that have to do with the price of potatoes this year? Well, that means Marshawn Lynch was horribly garbage last year and not there, and the defense was putrid last year, and yet they still well, made the playoffs. that's what I'm saying. Is it, going to, is it going to be any better without him? Um, I think you get a full season of Thomas Rollins, uh, C.J. Procise, got the kid Dixon mm-hmm. in there. So, yeah, I think the running game will actually be better this year than last year, quite a bit better. There you go, Russell folks. Russell Wilson There's... is a throwing threat now. Russell Wilson is a throwing threat now. 
Therefore, that opens the running game up. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I don't see it. I I don't see it, and I don't see it because that defense, that is just not the same defense, folks. I don't what you're saying about the offense. Who's your goal line back? Rawls. Do what? Rawls. He said Rawls. Yeah. Rawls. Yeah. I mean, Rawls had is had a lot. He's a thumper, so he'll be fine at that in that position. You get a pass right. down. You throw CJ Procise in there. So, who was a receiver at Notre Dame up until last year? So the guy can't catch the ball. Okay. Next sport. I love this. We're going to switch up and we're going to keep switching sports, folks. Let's go to hockey. The Edmonton Oilers. 45 games. Will they win 45 games next season? Now, this is a team who perennially does poorly. Not even a 500 squad. And now they're starting to come around. They've added a couple of pieces during this offseason now. They've had a good draft. They've picked up a defenseman, something that they needed, a puck-handling defenseman. Yeah, we one of the best games. scorers. They got rid of one I of think. the best scorers for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going I'm going under. You're going under? That's fantasy. Yep, that's you fantasy. You think 40? Uh, no, under 40. I'm going to say 38, 39 games. Okay. Bill? I'm taking the over. I think Edmonton's going to come back and make the playoffs, but I think they're going to win 48 games. It's going to be an interesting year, folks. Uh, in Edmonton this year, yes, they they ended up trading Taylor Hall away, okay? And while that hurts their front and just a bit because they've got so much talent up front, they could go ahead and make that move. They finally have their goaltending settled. They needed a good puck-handling, moving defenseman with some experience. And they got that now in Adam Larson. And I heard a lot of people from Edmonton upset about that whole move. And, you know, when you have a position, it's just like fantasy sports, folks. I mean, if you have a position of strength and you've got a position where, you know what, we've got a ton of people here, but I'm weak here. You know, I've got a bunch of wide receivers, but I need a running back. Or, you know, I've got two second basemen, but I have no shortstop. You know, it, it's the same old thing. It doesn't it it doesn't change going over to the sport. You have that many forwards and you need defense. Go get yourself a good defenseman. Go get yourself a good young defenseman who's just starting to break out, which is exactly what they did. They got Adam Larson, Jersey Devil. He was uh, the fourth pick overall in the draft four years ago. This is a guy that's coming up. He's been coming up, getting better, plays the power play, plays the penalty kill, plays all the zones, rushes the puck, good passer. This is what they needed. They needed somebody who could move and get out of the zone and set those big guns up up front. Play on the power play. Set the guys up. Now they've got that guy. It's going to make a huge difference. It it, it helps when you can change you know, you had a, the front pairing, the top two pairing before, two guys that were both number twos. You had a guy coming up, and now all of a sudden, you've got a legitimate number one defenseman, number one, number two defenseman, first-line defenseman, guy that's going to play a ton of minutes. 
Adam Larson plays a ton of minutes, folks. They made out. Both teams, both teams made out because both teams took their strength and picked up a weakness. The Devils needed a sniper. They needed a sniper on the left side. They now have it. They have a ton of young defensemen with talent. Perfect move for them. I've heard a lot of arguments about that trade, and I'm sorry. Edmonton's going to win 45 games next year. No, I call that fact. I call that fact. Moving on, next sport. Let's move to baseball. Cleveland Indians. Terry Francona, good old Tito over there. Kicking butt. Right now, folks, I mean, they are on a tear this year. The last 10 games, they are 9-1. and one. And right now are on pace to just get close to that 100 games. Will they hit that 100 games? Bill Crude, what do you feel? You think the Indians, they're 49-31 and 31 right now. Are they going to go ahead and make it uh, to 100 wins this year? No, I don't believe they will. I think the injury bug's going to hit them pretty soon. They've been pretty lucky, and I think uh, I don't. I think ninety-seven would be the closest they get. And there's, uh, you know, Bill Crude has been pretty good about his predictions, folks. If you go to eight 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 dot com right now, I bet on what he says because he's been a little uncanny uh, and a little scary lately. Uh, on some of his predictions, 888.com over on FantasyJusticeSports.com. And, uh, JT, what about you, sir? Uh, you think yeah, these Cleveland Indians make it to 100 games? Yeah. yeah, they just recently had a 12-game winning streak. The last time they did that, uh, Rick Vaughn was on the mound back in the uh, 80s. <laughs> so, you know, you can say it's, it's been a little while for the Indians to be on such a roll, but – you know, Brantley, they've done all this without who's probably their best offensive player for 99% of the season in Brantley. And word has it that he's not too far off. There's also a lot of word that they're trying to make a deal for Jay Bruce. Um, you know, pitching's come around looking good. I say Indians win 101 games. Okay. Yeah, no, they are – they have started out – they started out, you know, a little rough there – Came around and just playing some great ball. Looking forward to hopefully uh, having Jim Rosenhouse on the on the show again. Now he was on the show before the season started, folks, and I really uh, I'm starting to question whether or not JT and I are the good luck charm for the uh, Cleveland so. Indians. Maybe we well, had I did, something I did to do ask with it. Him, you know, Cleveland versus Chicago Cubs World Series. It's starting to look like that could happen. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's it's looking like it. Um, real quick, final fact of fantasy this week. JT will agree with Kid Kelly's now and then article on uh, centers. I call him that fantasy. There's no way he agrees with Kid Kelly. JT. Oh, I'm I might call that fact. Just so you uh, look bad on the air, I can you know turn and say, "Oh, look at that! You were wrong again." But now, in reality, smart girl writes well. Uh, you know she knows her stuff, but I, I think some of her zen uh, needs a little bit more uh, research. So I will say fantasy on that as well. Okay. Man, I feel Bill, like Pete Rose. I feel like I'm betting on my own team. <laughs> wow. Careful, that guy is suspended. Forever, <laughs> Bill, sir, 
Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I don't know. Fact or fantasy? Bill Crude will beat Rico Moon. I don't know, Bill. You know, listen, you're on the show. We're doing this wrestling show. I have to hope that you're going to win. You know, I mean, you're you're on FXE Live uh, Wednesday nights with us now. Uh, great wrestling show that we're going to put out there. We've got some great guests lined up, folks, this uh, this first show. Oh, my but God. Bill, I mean, I, I really hope that you beat Rico Moon. I really hope so. I mean, that would be an embarrassment to us in the show if you don't. Well, it's a fact that I'm going to beat Rico Moon. And uh, after I do, after the 23rd gesture, the truce is over with. I want to beat you again. Okay. You know, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And uh, you know what, Bill? Uh, we'll leave on this because we're almost out of time. And talking about uh, Rico Moon and your match, I really hope you do beat Rico Moon, and I really hope nothing happens during the match that might hinder that, sir. You have a good night. Folks, that is our show tonight. <laughs> I will get him out of here real quick on that note. I will have a last laugh on that. I can. It is the Fantasy Jester Show. That's the way it goes. We are out of time. There's our music. It's been a great show. Folks, I am the Fantasy Jester. This is the Fantasy Jester Show. I've been had a wonderful guest, JT. As always... Does a great job, our co-host. We also have Bill Crude on tonight, folks. Wednesday night, F X E live. Go see FantasyJusticeSports.com for our list of shows, our great articles. Thank you so much one for joining shot. us. One opportunity sees everything you ever wanted. One moment. 